also not recognized by the Canadian Premier League. It's the Vocal Minority Podcast. They know who the fuck we are. Only do to <laughs> say that. Uh-huh. Well, hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Vocal Minority Podcast, the podcast that is indeed waiting for the CanPL to recognize the PFA. Uh, on this week's episode, we look at the women's national team roster and upcoming matches for the She Believes Cup. Talk more, PFA can. Uh, pick some MLS free agents. Check out Chris Armis's new coaching staff. Ooh, new coach smell and more. Mm. And now to this week's panel. Literally phoning it in. Say hello to Duncan Fletcher. It's true. I want a phone. That's so very exciting. Yeah. Shaking his fist at Spotify. It's Mark Hinckley. Like I figured it out and it's fine now, but seriously, guys, what the hell's wrong with your software? I love your service. (laughs) Twalsh is in the house. Welcome to Tony Walsh. Recognize us, Davy Clackers. Recognize uh-huh. us. Recognize. As for me, got my two finger. soccer twice as good as one soccer. You should know this. Yeah. It's math. It's, it's just math. Actually, wait, science. Wait, 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 wait. For Duncan, it's maths. Yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Quite right. Mathematics. I had someone on that once recently. I got. I got. I who? Someone. Friend of the pod, I believe. Yeah, because I said math instead of maths, and I got I, I was I was rebuked. I was like, what the you hell? Can you you engrave that in. You were rebuked. Saying rebuked is that like a Canadian rebuke? Anyway, you rebuked. Yes, that's what I mean. Jesus Lord, rebuked. Wow. Okay. Now that's just math. Isn't that bad? You all feel better now. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. That's good. That's good. People um, think I'm slow, but I'm just from Canada, eh? Dude. All right. Well, I think that serves as my intro. So I am your host, Kristen Knowles, and now to our show. But first, a word from our sponsors. This segment is brought to you by Mike Hudson. Want that minty, fresh feeling all day long? Mike Hudson. <laughs> mm-hmm. So minty. It is CanCon time, and first up is the Canadian Women's National Team, uh, playing for the first time in almost a year. The women's side take on the Yanks tomorrow night, day after a recording, in the She Believes Cup, and uh, Bev Priestman's squad somewhat depleted uh, due to injury to Aaron McLeod, Bianca St. George, and team talisman Christine Sinclair, who is missing her first match with the national team in almost a decade. Like, so lazy. That's a, that's a long time. Did she, she's never been injured or anything. She's played in every single game for a decade? Yeah. Woof. I know. If I am wrong, let me know, but that was the information that I 
found and was led to believe. So I'm going with it. That um, sounds like greatest of all time type shit. I, I don't know. Yeah, it kind of <laughs> does, doesn't it? Uh, also out are Kadisha Buchanan, Jordan Heidema, and Ashley Lawrence. The trio were not released by their respective teams. Um, so this, of course, begs the question, who's scoring the goals? Um, so if you're looking at... Judy Becky's still there. Yes, exactly. Michelle so, Prince. I assume their clubs just didn't think this tournament was real. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if Leon, it was. If Leon does not believe. To, you know, COVID protocols or just like, yeah, like this tournament's not, it's not like it's the Olympics or something. Do you know what I mean? So. Mm. Um, Is it a, I, I, yeah, I guess it doesn't kind of fall FIFA calendar, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh my. Says Leon. Uh, I got it. You took a sec. Got it, Dunk. Mm. Yeah. Well done. Okay. Thank you. Um, so yeah, so you've got, yeah, you've got Janine Becky, uh, who is probably sort of next in line, uh, Adriana Leone, Michelle Prince, uh, Deanne Rose, who's, you know, she hasn't played a ton, but she's gotten, she's getting more and more familiar with this squad. And then first time, uh, camp call up and potentially to get her first cap, uh, Evelyn Vien, who we've talked about before and, has played very well, uh, both for her club on the NWSL um, and as well for her loaned out club, uh, Paris FC. So she's having a good uh, couple years. She's, she's a very young player, but there's a uh, really good potential there. And then you've got, um, you know, you've got Jesse Fleming, who, you know, I've mentioned before, who is not really being given much of an opportunity at Chelsea. So this is, you know, perhaps a chance for her to, step up her game a bit and be like, hey, jerks, let me play some more. This is what I can do. Um, Sophie Schmidt, who's going to get her 200th cap during this tournament, which um, makes her only the third player uh, for the Canadian women's national team to hit 200 caps, which is, you know, it's a big deal. Um, oh. And then uh, who else is in the midfield here? Uh Obviously, Desiree Scott, not exactly known for her goal scoring, but important to have her there. Um, Jordan Listro, another young player. Samantha Chang, very young. Julia Grosso, who we've seen a couple times. Um, and uh, Sarah Stratakakis, I think this is her first camp as well. So, you know, a good balance, some balance of youth and veterans, which is what you're going to see throughout the whole squad when we're missing, you know, like six important players, but that doesn't let out every single veteran on the squad like yes Aaron McLeod is out injured again which is too bad because she was just coming back from injury but you've got uh Steph Labbe and uh Kaylin Sheridan both fairly experienced uh keepers along with Riley Foster and then you know on the defense yes missing Kadisha Buchanan which you know that sucks um but you've got Alicia Chapman uh Shalina Zdorsky uh Quinn um Jade Riviere and Jade Rose again both still like working their way into the squad and then yeah some youngsters so you've got Vanessa Gills uh Gabrielle Carl and Lindsay Agnew so there's again there's a there's a good balance here if this was if their first match wasn't against the American you know like <laughs> this is this is sort of the whole thing and if you if you uh um Bev Priestman, you know, she's done a little bit of press uh, over the last day or two. And, you know, she, she, she mentioned the word bravery a lot. <laughs> they have to be brave. 
And the first game will be a baptism of fire. You know, like she knows that this is probably. Oh, she believes, Krista. Come on. She totally get, believes that it's going right. to be a difficult match. Um, it's it's you know it's one of those things. It's that the American women generally beat the Canadian women um, by a lot. And, Usually, yes. Um, the last time they played just over a year ago, uh, it was 3-0, the U.S. over Canada. Um, now, it is a little different because there is no, you know, there's no home crowd. So you do take the fans out of the equation, which can be, uh, you know, have, a, have an effect uh, on both the home and the away side. We've experienced that. Um, but this is also the games that... You know, whenever we play the U.S., that's the games that everyone gets very up for. The players do, uh, fans watching whether in the stands or at home. Like these are sort of the important ones, right? Um, but yes, that's the first match that is tomorrow night, uh, Thursday night, 7 p.m. Uh, at Exploria Stadium in beautiful Orlando, Florida. Ooh. I know. <laughs> that you can only watch on one soccer. CBC is showing a replay two days later hmm. i don't is know why they're bothering <laughs> does cbc have a lot of really important time sensitive programming going on right now i, I um, don't think so more nation street <laughs> good point big yeah. storyline big storylines going on what was i thinking you're right yeah. i'm sorry i'm sorry peter's drinking what? again Oof. what Oh, well then, everyone has to turn into that. Right? Is, is it like Christmas over there right now in, in Canada? No, no, it's only like it's only like two weeks behind. Oh, really? Oh, that's yeah. nice for them. Yeah. Um, good. But yes, so there is, it's it's a bit, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a bit odd that there's, so there's two what, that games. Peter's drinking again? <gasps> no. I believe in two day um, delay. Um, oh, that. So, yeah, the so and they're only and they're doing two matches. So the middle match, um, the match on Sunday against Argentina, that's not being that's not being shown on delay. Screw that. So, you know, the first match is tomorrow night, 7 p.m. on One Soccer. The special presentation CBC TV is Saturday afternoon at four o'clock. So sorry, yeah. And uh, the one against uh, Brazil, oh, the one against Brazil, it's three days later. The tournament will be over. What will be the point? Um, three days later. Three days. It's a good thing they've got all this content. Like, what? Well, I don't even understand. Throw it up on CBC Gem. Like, there's, I just, it, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. It makes no sense at all to me. The um, special presentations is, is what the, uh, the the link you sent out there. So this is special presentations on CBC. Eh? Yeah. Hmm. Two and three days later. Three days later. Just, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, it's so that, annoying. That's interesting uh, decision. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I, I, I'm, Yeah. What's interesting is I haven't seen that much, unfortunately, not interesting, sort of a little disappointing. And I, I've been remiss as well. I haven't exactly been calling out CBC, but I haven't seen much pushback about that online. 
um, which maybe is, you know, is well, that- Well, back starts now. I didn't, I didn't know about it until you're telling me. So, uh, all right, let's, all right. let's, let's get out there and- Got a day. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's, it's just once one of the- <laughs> Once the VMP army goes after CBC, <laughs> they won't know oh, yeah. what's hit them. The whole mm. seven or eight of them, amazing. Thanks guys for your hard work. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean- They are a, they, they are a juggernaut of cancel culture. And, and, and do they know how to hit a retweet button. Like, holy shit. <laughs> you can feel the conviction when they hit that little arrow circling into another arrow. It's, yeah. it's amazing. It's amazing. Some, don't mess with VM people. Mm. Yeah. Nice. Um, this, and of course, so this tournament, uh, other than, you know, being weirdly broadcast, um, you know, it's Bev Priestman's first you know, it's her first tournament. It's her first time um, with the squad uh, officially, like other than just uh, coaching them at a camp. So this has, you know, a lot of eyes will be on her um, in the, you know, Canadian soccer community in terms of what can she actually do um, away from Herdman, away from Neville, you know, like, yes, she's been an assistant coach under, you know, in two fairly big and fairly successful programs, but who is she as a as a as a as a head coach on her own? Um, yeah, without Gary and or Phil Neville, which aren't Phil, wasn't it? Yeah, without Phil Neville, I, I imagine oh, I anyone's going to exactly struggle. God. Like, how is she going to how is she going to manage without? I don't even know. Mm. Um, so so that'll be you know something to to keep an eye on how she uses the players and and what tactics she decides to employ. Uh, this is you know these are three difficult matches. Um, playing against some some really strong sides so that is a good test for um for the younger players it's a it's, it's a good test all the way around and um will be really interesting just to see how they acquit themselves during the tournament you know and it's a quick tournament right it's 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 a round robin tournament it's over in a week and uh bob's your uncle so I mean, takeaway I've got from this, uh, and the talking point really, just again, for clicking on the uh, the link that you sent us out here uh, for, you know, Tony Mack, it's the, the first one there. But it's going through like, the list of all the who players are in the Canada A to Z part of it, right towards the bottom. It actually, I guess, gives the, uh, the, the, the childhood soccer teams that they grew up with, I guess, which is uh, I'm amused by. So Lindsay Agnew, Byron Optimist, SC. Janine Becky played for Real Colorado. Didn't know that was a thing. The the well, it's not fake. No, yeah. she played for the real one. She's a real yes. one. Yeah. Alicia Chapman played for Darlington. Well, fucking a. legends. Yeah. There you yeah. go. Clearly, uh-huh. your favorite player of all time. Great. Only what? Only great things come from Darlington. Yes. 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 Right, Duncan. Right, Duncan. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Mac. Good. Yes. If you don't back me up on this one, what have I got? What do we have? Uh, Julia Grosso, Vancouver's Italian Canadian. San Francisco. Yeah, I don't know what that's up Yeah. The Spruce Grove Stinks. I love I love Ooh, you know that something good is going to happen. Spruce Grove Stinks. Spruce Grove Stinks. Spruce, 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 Spruce. Yeah, I love that band. Uh, not putting it in the show. I've already done it like six times over the years. <laughs> Desiree Scott, the Maples Cougars. Rare. 
Yes, <laughs> but they are. Mm-hmm. That's unfortunate. She that's she's far too young to be. But yeah, maybe she played with her mom's team. Yeah, that's not that's not nice. Uh, anyway, it, it uh, amuses me a little bit when I discovered that. I presume they do this every single time, but uh, I only just seeing it now. So, <laughs> looking at this list, I can't help but like I I I know the the story with Quinn, but um, if I didn't know any better, I'd think shit. We got a Brazilian. Yeah, <laughs> we don't even deal yeah, with I- we don't deal with full names anymore. I was, uh, yeah, just no, no, just Quinn. If they adopt a Brazilian accent, it would be even fucking cool. That, that would be amazing. Oh. I'm trying, it would I'm just trying, be so trying, awesome. I'm trying to picture them with a Brazilian accent. It's not working, but you know, know. like the I, Brazilian team will be there. So maybe they can make friends with somebody and just, you I, know, they could, they could sneak in on the huddles. Like, hey, no, guys, like, look, one name. I hope, uh-huh, uh-huh. I hope they never go by anything other than just Quinn. That's just of legend, as far as I'm concerned. Oh, it's great. I, I don't. I don't think they're going to. That's their. That's their chosen that's so, names. So. That's so Prince. It's awesome. <laughs> not Michelle not Prince, but like the former symbol Prince. Right there, you go. Um. So yeah, there's. Uh, and the other thing is to note about about this squad, and I think this is something we more more made fun of with the men's team over the years, and that's mostly stopped or stopped. But the women's team Us make fun of the men's team. <laughs> who who are you talking but about with the women's team there are no players with unattached fc everyone uh, that club has really fallen down the it really has of world yeah. football. it's uh it's probably gone into receivership by now i think so now some are playing with their university is that a league the receivership yes that's <laughs> that's that's that's, that's, be- that's outside of the top divisions sorry that took me yeah. a second some yeah. people just call it the receiver yeah <laughs> i like i like jared rose super rex ontario yeah oh yeah fun um so yeah this will be you know it's again it's going to be hopefully enjoyable to watch um and we'll get to see some some players that we wouldn't have had a chance to see before all right so we've got i'll catch the final on cbc in july (laughs) (laughs) we've got um the match against the states uh tomorrow night 7 p.m match against argentina on sunday i believe at 6 p.m and uh the match against brazil next wednesday at uh i believe 4 p.m so in honor, of the, in honor of the match against Brazil, the one soccer panelist's feet will be held. No, no socks, no coverage at all there. Um, all right, so predictions, score predictions for, uh, let's just, well, all three matches because we won't be back until uh, they're all done, so. God. Um, oh, man, I don't want to make a prediction because I... It's gonna be fine. Like three, I'll go three nil, oh. three nil to the Americans. I'm sorry. Um, I'll 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 go for I'll go for a scrappy one one against the uh, against Argentina, and uh, I'll say two uh, one loss to Brazil. Fair, fair. Uh-huh. Tony, two uh, nil loss to the Americans. A one nil win against the Argentines, like and one nil loss against the Brazilians. Duncan. 
Uh, five nothing loss to the States. Uh, yeah. yeah, indeed. Uh, one nil win against Argentina. I agree with my esteemed colleague. And um, yeah, uh, one all tie against Brazil. Wow. Uh, three one loss to the US. Uh, I think, yes, I, I also have a one nil win over Argentina, but a two one loss to Brazil. So for all you betters out there, one nil over Argentina is the Jimmy the Greek lock of the week. Anyway, it is good. It's just going to be nice to get a chance to watch one of the national teams in action again. So very excited for that. Um, if above almost all else. Uh, so yes. And now a word from our sponsors. This segment is brought to you by Kathleen Maloney. When it comes to your family, there's only one name to trust, Kathleen Maloney. So time for, uh, I'm in the midst of CanCon, it's time for a little. I, wait, wait, no, sorry. I need some information. I need somebody I can trust. Is that it? Is that the whole thing? Oh my God. Well, it, you know. I gotta go check family. to see if the doors are locked. Excuse me. <laughs> I only see it's like insurance, like some kind of you know, accident lawyer. I real estate, real she estate. Supports, maybe, yes, she supports yes. this show, so that's all you need to know. Okay, yeah. they're locked. They're locked. I'm fine. Okay, sorry. Go on. How could Murphy's mom steer you wrong? Come on. Uh, exactly, but trust. <laughs> All right, uh, some KMPL uh, business. Uh, Daniel Crutzen, he's back with Hamilton. Yes, that's right. He has re-signed. The, the Crouton. The Crouton himself. He's a player, a Belgian player named Daniel Crutzen. Belgian player, yes. After his uh, very short trial experience um, that we sort of, we, I believe we briefly touched on uh, a couple weeks ago. But he's back and has uh, signed a new multi-year deal, Ooh. which Ooh. is honestly for the league and, and for Hamilton is a very good thing. He's been, uh, I think he's played, he's played more matches than anybody in the league or close up to. There. Um, he's been the top defender for Hamilton um, with the departure of David Edgar they really need that anchor back, but he has been—he's been one of the best players in the league. He's—he's—he's he's, he's very enjoyable to watch. So, um, and he just failed his trial with Arebro. I'm presuming is why he's back. That's—that's that's, we're trying uh, not to say that. You're so negative. Three mm. from CPL, three for Hamilton. Oh, this is what a cool this is. What a cool signing. That's hey. it. Yeah. <laughs> You mean he turned down Orobro? Yeah, that's what I heard too. Yeah, they they couldn't match those sweet Tampio wages. Uh huh. That's, that's what it is, I think. Mm. Um. So yes. So he's back in 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 forge form. Oh God, that was weird. All right. Um. Another thing to we're going to circle back on or talk talk about again is um the the PFA can. And, you know, we talked about the piece that Dwayne did last week in terms of, you know, some of the, what, what, what might be the, the, the wage brackets for the players. And, and we, again, we talk about this a lot because we're very much on the side of the players in, in all of this. And we're anti-clackers. We really are anti-clackers. It's true. Mm -hmm. yep. um, 
it's very frustrating to have uh, to have a league that is obviously going through growing pains and going through issues, but will still want to hold all the all the power to themselves and not include the players. And anyway, cry sob stories. So uh, PFA still not recognized, but still you know going strong, like out there trying to do work, trying to to get themselves recognized, trying to represent their players. And um, so not only is the executive from um, PFA can uh, attending the the uh, Thief Pro AGM over the next couple of days, but they've now been formally recognized um, by Thief Pro, which, which is good, which is a very good thing. And is in a, you know, an additional sort of log on the fire or you know like just another thing that uh pfa can 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 look to and 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 hold up as hey you might need to start paying attention to all of this you know so now they've got backing of fief pro uh, more and more is coming out about the alleged salaries and other issues within the league uh as you know things are just starting to come you know not quite to a head but sort of sort of feels like something is gonna like go one way or another in the next year. And through all of this um, on Fief Pro's website, the about us section for uh, the PFA can, if you haven't read it, um, we highly recommend it. We'll put the link in uh, the show notes. But one of the things that sort of, you know, a couple of things that, that stand out um, uh, you know, our players are not golden spoon athletes. You know, they're not getting hundreds of thousand dollars a season. Over 50% of the players are making less than $22,000 Canadian. That's according to them. Um, and uh, the other thing that they keep talking about, and, and we've heard whispers of this before, is, is the collusion between um, the league and the teams in terms of where players can and can't sign. The players are pressured to re-sign with their, with their existing teams, um, that other teams won't negotiate with them. Um, and then of course, we're still talking about the, the pay cut that was forced on the players last season, um, that they still have not had resolved and that the league either did not take you know, advantage of the wage subsidy from the government or did not use it for what it was intended. Um, so you've got an, a number of things, again, continually coming to light. And, you know, with this sort of thing, you have to wonder, like, how much longer can uh, Planet Can and company put off recognizing the union? Well, let's get to the point where, like, simply on the wrong side of the football world like and it's increasing seems weekly now like the fifth pro thing is is just a laurel in the hat of like anyone who's believes in the recognition of you know canadian footballers union like you're now turning your back on a very major player in in the world of football so what started as you know and is still in the hopes of football fans in Canada that this league was going to be different. This is going to be the one that was going to be recognized by FIFA. You know, this is the one that was going to be part of the world game, you know, 
take part in the, the pyramid that is all of the leagues in the world. But the more you do these things, the more you're moving your league out of that realm. It's less and less becoming uh, a league that even though it's, yes, a minor league, when you look at the tiers of, of the world and in as far as uh, the quality of play and that has a lot to do with, you know, the country and the finances and all that stuff. It has to start somewhere, but the more you do these things, you're moving it away from that goal. So it's, I, I don't know. I, I mean, it's the, the interesting thing that was put forward when all this came out with the fifth brother, the things that were highlighted was not only the salaries, but and you touched on it too, Kristen, it was the, the transparency. That's, you know, that's a huge thing when it seems like this is becoming a very, um, I don't want to say shady because, you know, we're not going to. No, but closed doors. Very, it's but, very but, Yeah. Yeah. And when, and when, when things like the words like collusion are coming out, you know, it's, it's even if there's not much behind it, these are things that are going to catch on. I know there's always going to be footballers who are looking for a job or in the world, but you know, that's not what this league was meant to be. It wasn't supposed to be a, a, a pit stop for people who couldn't find jobs elsewhere. It was supposed to be this vanguard of Canadian football. And, you know, it's being, it's being very much run in the format of the commissioner's former business rather than a world league. So in football, so it, it's, it's really mm-hmm. not good. And if they completely turn their, uh, back on an organization that is being recognized by one of the largest, you know, world bodies within the sport. And it, to me, it doesn't sound like they're too interested in being a, a real player in the sport. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's obviously the lower salaries that's kind of got to be there, but oh, you're going to go with lower salaries and like disrespecting players and as they're not being transparent and there's a lot of things where a union can help and provide solidarity and the, the solidity for the players but also to the league in itself and oh you're not going to have that either and so it's like mm, as i say just less and less attractive for, you know why would any player really want to get involved with this at this stage if you've got any options out there you know probably pretty much most leagues out there are probably going to have either a union or better wages. So, you know, give yourself at least uh, one of them. Yeah. And that's, and guess what? If you aim to be, okay, obviously the Canadian Premier League is not, doesn't have the Premier League or the Bundesliga or even MLS in its sights anytime soon. No. But if you're building on the model of wanting to be a great league, all the best leagues in the world recognize their players associations yep it's not it's not like they don't and you're trying to replicate uh, a, a league that has gone down a different route and doesn't recognize its players rights to uh have an association association like if you want to if you want to replicate the best this is part of it having that relationship with your players and the protections of the players makes for a stronger league but right mm-hmm. now it's falling on deaf ears yeah and the and the other thing is that so they're putting, they're giving themselves such a bad look that could so easily have been avoided over a year ago. Like this, this didn't have to happen. So they're dealing with, 
They're dealing with a global pandemic, trying to figure out what that looks like. Um, they handled it very well last year with the with the Island Games. Um, once once the games got started and everyone got there, um, but you know we continue to get you know these rumors of the things that are happening off the pitch and and it's again as 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 you said and as we've said like it's getting louder and louder and it's talked about more and more this isn't just a once a month or every six weeks conversation now this is becoming a constant conversation and you know we as we as canadian soccer fans and supporters of of canadian soccer development like we want this league to succeed we want this to happen we want them to continue to grow and to progress into the future and you know we've got we're hosting we're hosting a world cup in five years for fuck's sakes and this you know the more this happens and the more they sort of like dig in their heels and continue to have this unnecessary um you know bad attention uh, or negative attention negative attitude to their players like it the more it you know, it could scare away future investors. It could cause problems with current investors. Who knows? Like, who knows what's going behind? Like I said, who knows what's going through their heads? But the thought of not having um, a, a professional league within Canada during a World Cup that we're helping to host and promote is batshit crazy. And sadly, the investors part is maybe the only language that leadership would understand, would uh, speak. Unfortunately, there's not a great, you know, I, I don't expect a great thrust from the private sector who sponsored the league to say, ah, oh, you really should let your, your players uh, organize because most of those organizations who are sponsors, you know, probably aren't great believers in such. But uh, uh, a popular opinion leading into business and bottom line is probably the only thing that... Uh, Clackers and co will uh, listen to. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't feel ahead. like, I don't feel like the, uh, the investors are, are, would be scared out of this. In fact, and I, I hate to say this, but I feel like the union suppression is more to an investor's tastes. Yeah. Um, and but if that's, there's no players, what's the point of having investors? Sorry, Mark, I didn't oh, cut you. Oh no, no, no. I like I I like I completely understand that. But I mean, we're at this where we'd be back to the same spot where we were pre KNPL. What other choices do they have? Mm. And I'm not and I'm not saying like, well, they could go to Europe and they, they can't go to Europe, or they could go to USL or they can't go to USL. But literally positions were materialized out of nothing. I'm not, I'm not even going to say owner's benevolence because that's bullshit. But it's not like the world's scouts have been trying to kick down Canada's doors to poach our best talent. And I'm not talking about now. I'm talking about five years ago, 10 years ago. You know, you're going to make, if a player's going to make it on their own, they're literally going to make it by themselves on their own, not through a hell of a lot of help from the Canadian soccer community above and beyond what they're already doing, which isn't all that much so i mean i feel like it's you know it's the perpetual fight what i can't understand is is that let's hypothetically say that the quarter three quarters of a million salary cap uh which was leaked 
by uh, Toronto FC legend Mista um, at a press conference in Spanish. <laughs> um, if that were true, the math, there's still a huge gap on average. There has to be a huge gap. If every if you've got 26 players making $20,000, 20 to $30,000, even on the high end of that, I, is it, are you actually at 75000 or $750,000? You're getting close, but we're talking okay. like it's, it's still poverty level wages. It is. And that's, again, that's where, again, this, the lack of transparency from the league, the, the lack of communication. Um, and that's where, yeah, a union would step in to gradually increase those wages. And, and um, I don't think anyone has said, you know, they said from the beginning and they've, they've stated again that it's not about, you know, immediately like, like jacking up their wages um, right away. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and they said they'd hold off on collective bargaining for a year. Like they've been trying to give concessions to the league to just be like, just like, just speak with us. You know, the players want us to be their voice. They still have over 90% or 95% sign rate from the players, which again, is crazy for a union drive. Right. So I don't know. It's just frustrating. But, but Yeah. I mean, but that's a folly of thinking from the outside. It's all about wages. It's not all about wages. Mm-hmm. especially no, with a professional athlete when it comes to a professional athlete and especially in these times where every year you know during the covid that you know the league is in different places it's in different formats it can have all kinds of effects on their uh professional life their personal life you know you name it but also you know the, their health like it's not about wages only it's about representations about protections mm-hmm. and, and these are things they can get anywhere else and and you know it starts to make you wonder like was this league's, and you hope not, but was this league's financial plan based on a program where you asked people to be professional athletes but expected it on below poverty level wages? Because it doesn't seem sustainable in, in today's, you know, as a professional sport of any merit. I mean... And that's, but, and that's worrying. Like, what if... And this is... I know this is, this is, this is a bit of a... Uh, hasn't happened what if but let's hypothetically speaking what if one of these uh u-sports guys has an absolute smashing breakout season and not enough to say get foreign interest but when it comes time to graduation he chose he chooses the private sector out of bagging goals because the money's not there right you're literally paying university students to come to come to summer camp and take $10,000 or whatever, whatever sum it is. But you like, are are they going to come back? They know how much their job is going to be is going to pay. Once they've graduated, they've been looking at this shit since before they got to university before there was a can PL. So like at some point in time, you are going to have a drain on on legitimate air quotes professional. And I don't mean that they're not good enough to be professional, but this is what Canada offers uh, talent (laughs) to go into not soccer industry and not be a soccer player. And when you take away good players, 
I yeah, that may open the door for somebody else, but are you really making each other better when your best players leave to go work anywhere else? And they could like, go they could go work at, you know, Tim fucking Hortons for you know Clacker's old place and probably working making more money at an entry level job at Tim Hortons. Yeah, with the with um, the same with the same uh uh protections and air quotes benefits a wink that mm. uh, they get already. But yeah. that's true, except though. They get, except they get to take uh, day-olds home, probably, mm. for free. Oh. Living the dream. So, yeah, yeah. I, I don't... Like, I don't... When you look at... Like, if you're looking at the bottom line all the time, and, you know, it's a new league, and this is... Like, I get these... I get this shit, but I feel like... And and maybe Tony can, can attest to this. It's like, if, if this is the curve we're basing it on, and, like, say, in t- two years, you know, we're... We're out of this pandemic. Hooray, everything's back to normal. Are they still dangling things over their head? Well, there might be a pandemic. Like anything that they could use to abuse the players later because of the shit they could get away with today. Like I, well, I, sure. feel, I feel like they said they're setting their own precedences for, for, for future. Uh, abuse might be a strong word, but that's really what it is. It's abuse of trust. It's abuse of the relationship. And, well, and it's hard enough to bargain against that when you're uh, in a union, let alone when you're trying to do it as individuals. Right. Like, uh, you know, signing your own contracts. A lot of these guys also, too, they're semi-professionals. They're coming out of Canadian colleges. These aren't guys represented by powerful agents, you know, who with a lot of acumen and in getting the best out of a contract. They're, you know, a lot of them are thrilled to be signing a quote-unquote professional contract. And they're being expected to be. And that's the thing. They're expected to be professionals. This is a... Uh, in a regular Canfield season, it's equivalent to a lot of uh, leagues in as far as its duration. But then throw on like the crazy travel that a Canadian league has. You know, the wear and tear on them is expected of a professional in any other league, at, whether it be at that level, lower or higher. But, you know. But at the fraction of, the cost of what you're paying. At a, at a tiny fraction of what they, you know, uh, their peers are making in other places, or at least with the protections. Yeah, like I, I mean, I don't. I would love it to get to a point where, you know, the the guys on the low end of the of the of the uh, of the wage line are making double, triple what they're currently making now. I don't, and I mean the meat, like the middle part that we were told, not the five thousand, ten thousand dollar one. You know, they're they're making a reasonable living wage. But I also want to see better than that. I'm not expecting there to be millionaires. I'm not expecting there to be somebody making five hundred thousand dollars. I just want to see these guys fuck, do better than me. You know? Yeah, <laughs> like, that's yeah. what I want. And their career. Let, let's like I put these guys on a pedestal. On I shouldn't have to look at that guy on a pedestal and going, "Should I pick up his tab?" Uh-huh. Well, yeah, but but let's and we can't forget. And I, yes, you probably agent. should, Mike. Mm. I have to go. I have to go travel to those places where they all hang out. There's the age-old argument, you know, of uh, guys of athletes making, uh, you know, more money than the regular Joe. But they, on average, these guys' careers are what three, four years average. If if we're lucky, yeah. Yeah. So, like, you know. Anyway, I mean, anyway. It, it comes back down. To, it comes down to this at the end, really, as far as the current situation. There was no expectation that. Campio would enter into an agreement with a union and suddenly be thrown into, you know, collective bargaining and have to like throw its pay scale out of whack. 
all they needed to do was the bare minimum. And the bare minimum was just reaching out and agreeing to work with them going forward. They couldn't even yeah. muster that. No. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And, the, and that was why the union very specifically said, we're not asking, we're not talking about the CBA, we're not talking about money, we're completely taking that off the table. Let us just be part of the conversation and work to better these guys' lives, you know, for at least a full year. And they've said it, they've repeated it over and over again. And it just, anyway. Which, which then, of course, begs the question, why don't they want them to be part of the conversation? Exactly. So we'll see if the FIFPRO um, AGM and uh, acceptance and inclusion pushes this conversation forward or if we just continue having this conversation over and over again, which is frustrating. Um, there is, uh, I saw some people putting a hashtag out on Twitter, uh, recognize PFA can. So, you know, if it's something you believe in as a fan of the league, as a fan of the players, uh, feel free to, to use that and uh, see if we can't bolster and boost that conversation. And now a word from our sponsors. This segment is brought to you by Martin Bailey for that same creamy taste, but without all those calories. Martin Bailey. <laughs> it's delicious. It really is. <laughs> so smooth. <laughs> and with ice, oh, delicious. Like a Riuniti. <laughs> so nice. You so sexy Russian girl, pre-game my forgotten spot, drink shot, fireball, drink eat ball, dance all the night, guys, gets the paradise, absolute carpass, Russian patinka mass. It is MLS time. Yes, we're actually going to talk about MLS for a few minutes. Um, you know, the clubs are getting ready to begin their preseason. Well, most of them. Um, transfer window doesn't open for a few more weeks. So there doesn't feel like there's like a ton going on, but there's always, it's MLS. There's always a little bit of something happening here, happening there. Um, the first thing we want to talk about, and probably the most interesting thing, is uh, the free agent window has opened. It opened yesterday. So free agent frenzy. Or the Frito Lay free agent frenzy. <laughs> Always looking for the sponsors. It's good. Well done. Um, I didn't put one at the beginning and to the end <laughs> and so in the middle. Look, looking, looking at the existing free agent list, um, who would you take? I only want one. Let's hear it. Fatty eyelash. I knew you were going <laughs> to say. It. <laughs> Thank you. That's all. You're done. All right. Good. Yep. Next. Uh, a lot of these people are there because, yeah, they should be. They're oh, good players, but old. Or, yeah, we're just never good players. Come on, Duncan. Um, One of your favorites is on this list. Are you talking about uh, – oh, I know who you're talking about. What's his name again? Um, Aurelian Kalan? That is who I'm talking about, yes. <laughs> yes. I figured that would have been like, this is my pick. End of story. Uh, again, good, but old. Um, you know, same as like Ozzy Alonso. Good, but old. Um, Anthony Jackson Hamel, mm-hmm. potentially worth a shot. You know, I mean, presumably Altidore is going to be injured for half the season again. You know, with Zach Inola. and then you know, Jackson Hamel would be a, a good alternative. It's 
you know, I I feel like he could be at least as good as Patrick Mullins. So uh, yeah, uh, Jackson Hamill, Clatson Flamel. <laughs> yes. Um, also, bring back Joe Bendick just for fun. Yeah. Hi, everybody. I'm Joe Bendick, and I'm a free agent. <laughs> Man, this Market. list is this list is full of old people and Jordan oh. Hamilton. Um, yeah, bring back Jordan Hamilton. Let's let's, 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 let's I mean, I mean, I would like if we were looking for a, a backup. I, I would I would totally take a leap at Bendick for sure. Um, it's like like again three years ago, I'd be like, yeah, fucking Jeff Lorenowitz, sure, why not? Kai Kamara, mm. he's got some juice left in him. And I actually had to go look up how old both of them are. I'm like, holy fuck, how old are they? Well, uh, Kamara is a year younger than Lorenowitz, and <laughs> Kamara's 36. So, holy shit. Um, Hi, I'm Joe Bendik. I have juice in me. Yes. Um, <laughs> you know, I would take, uh, you know, I'd take Eric Zavaleta and put him in USL 2. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Free to play barbecue burn of the week. Dreams do come true. Um, uh, um, yeah, I don't. I. I mean, I would obviously take Jordan Hamilton just to see what he can do if he can do. Oh, you just um, want to send him to Hamilton? Not lies. No lies. No lies there. Um, not. You know, I would. I would. Depending on what the money is, I would take. I would take a fly on either. Kamara Lorenowitz, no, Lorenowitz, knowing that I would only get about a year to most at, out of either of them. If they were like bench players for low, very low three figures, I would, I would consider it uh, depending yeah, of course I, what the rest I, of my team I looks like. I would Kamara for sure. Um, but the one on here that I like, like Juan Aguadal is there. He sure yeah. is. You know, not for DP yeah. money or anything like that or massive TAM amount, but there's potential there. Um, there's like the American Anthony Jackson Hamill. Fair, yeah. fair. Um, if, if there, there was potential. The Canadian. Uh, there was potential. He wouldn't be on there. Mm. Um, Tom Dwyer. Yeah. Mm. No. I mean, Lord. I hate him. I just, just. I there's was, a reason I this didn't. is a bargain basket. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I might have had time for Seth Sinovich. Uh, you can't even say it. Because I, I, thought, <laughs> I thought there was an extra S, okay? All right? God. Um, but, um, uh, yeah, again, good, but yeah, it was a while back, wasn't it? I, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, like it's an, it's, it's an interest, it is an interesting list. And, and again, the whole, as they keep moving the, the you know, the, the framework for what free agents can be sort of thing. But um, I'd still, like I said, I would still for sure, I would take Kai Kamara on a flyer for for a year one year contract cheap you know he's got so he has to be better than patrick mullins off the bench and plus it's kai kamara how much fun would that be um all all it would be all the fun all the fun all the and fun. yes it would be better than patrick mullins did he ever play for new york red bulls not yet <laughs> damn not it no, no red bulls connection hmm. yeah we're, we're screwed first he's um, out and then uh, we'll talk about the two TFC free agents that are on that list. Oh um, yeah, shortly. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so the I personally, I personally like that there's three on that list, but we both know that, or we all know that Zavaleta isn't one of the two you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, so the uh, transfer window opens next month uh, for non-MLS players. So if anyone's looking to do the big international splash, uh, I don't know if they they can't announce it ahead of that, can they? There are rules, correct? Well, I mean, wasn't there just uh, some kind of international transfer window? I, I, I saw they, you. I don't know, and then, but then MLS moved theirs because their preseason moved. I don't know. It all feels very complicated this year. So your teams I don't, are think, you can, I don't think you can tap up anybody who's under contract until, even if they're on Bosman, I think that timer has ran out. Like, I don't so think So they can, have to wait until this one opens in March. No, I don't think, but yeah, but I don't think they can bring anyone in from Europe, at least until June. That's not what this says, though. How, how can you? These guys are under contract in Europe. You can't bring somebody over unless they're out of contract. So, yeah, if someone's out of contract, sure. But well, it's, a, a mass, a, it's a massive window. It's a three-month window. So, yeah. yeah. I guess they can do whatever oh, there they you want. go. Well, I, I mean, I, you know, I think probably that has more to do with guys out of contract in South America and yeah. places like that. Fair. But as far um, as uh, WEFA-based ones, yeah, I think uh, June 1st, I think. Yes, something like that. Uh, and then, yeah, we were talking about the preseason dates. So, like, TFC are the first club to, to open theirs, and we'll talk about that in a couple minutes. Um, the other CONCACAF teams uh, start uh, next week, uh, the teams that are in the CCL, and then everybody else can start voluntarily. Anyway, so preseason for everyone else isn't supposed to start until the beginning of uh, – uh, March 1st, uh, the first week of March. So anyway, so just just so you're aware of where sort of teams are in terms of players flying back, maybe still on vacation or who knows. Um, and then the T-Terrorists, our favorite team, uh, have uh -huh. officially folded or unofficially. No, it's official now. I think it's official now. Uh, retired Taylor Twelman's number. So apparently in the decade since he retired due to injury, and that is too bad. Like if you look at what happened to him and, and how his career ended, like this was a very good, he was a very good player and it ended very badly. But um, I guess unofficially, no one's been allowed to wear 20 since he left, since he retired. And that's, you know, in the last decade and AJ De La Garza joined the club uh, recently and that's been his number and then was like oh I, I okay so someone I need a new number and nobody I guess nobody told Twelman so there was this big emotional like thing on Twitter during a podcast or something and I guess the club is now going to sort of they're going to officially do it um, retire his number and that'll be done with it so oh isn't that special and heartwarming they're going to also cap attendance at 20 <laughs> <laughs> will not will not be difficult at all. No, probably not. <laughs> um, sure, I type warming and what have you, and I yeah. And why now? It's been so long. I kind uh, get what you're saying. It's only come up as a as an issue now, but yeah, meh. Long time ago. I mean, I I feel like it came. It's come up because somebody would be looking for it. If I'm, if I'm, yeah, if, I, yeah. if I understood it correctly, right? Like that's that's what De La Garza wears, or yes. at least would have wanted. But that's yes, that's why it's come up in a public way. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I mean, why? So the answer why now? Obviously, they 
either either some point in time over the last 10 years they've been quietly asking players player. not to choose 20 yeah or they've just or that nobody's chosen it and then they realize you know what Twelman hasn't you know Twelman used to wear this and let's just keep it hush hush and see if nobody picks it like you know what i mean they could have been building up towards something bigger they just realized oh shit nobody's worn it since he's left and people like him a lot around here so it could be a number of things i don't i don't think there's any kind of we're doing this to drum up anything because i don't know it's no greater honor than a publicly shamed honor pretty much i mean i i the story is it's you know i could see i i I was i get a little choked up reading that it was cute like oh it's a very it's a very nice gesture i and i think i think it's I, i i see nothing wrong with it um it's just yeah it's just kind of funny that it's been it's been it's been so quiet for a decade and now suddenly so anyway also the ownership of the revs sucks so it's it's hard to give i realize it's from i realize it's from the revs front office and not from the and not from the uh, owners but you know what i mean all right and now a word from our sponsors this segment is brought to you by tweetcred now with double the cred than all other bleeding brands tweetcred <laughs> a dude's got so much cred man like seriously but well, they're double now. Yeah. I'm telling you, those are those other creds, not buying them no more. No way. Are they tweeting? No. Well, exactly. This at half this the amount, t- who knows anymore, Duncan? This is the cred that's tweeting. They're the no, bra- no name brand of crackers. Yeah. It is time for some TFC talk, and we actually have something to talk about. Um, preseason starts today because allegedly, at some point, probably mm. before the end of March, uh, Toronto FC will be playing Hamilton uh, for the Voyagers Cup, or at least that's the story, and they're sticking to it. Um, so they're back. Well, most of them are back. Uh, they're here in Toronto, and the ones that have made it through the quarantine process are up and under the bubble up at the BTG. Uh, we don't know who <laughs> is still uh, exactly at the BTG. Um, we don't know in who this weather <laughs> in the quarantine in quarantine, like still going through that because for whatever reason they're keeping that kind of under wraps right now. It's, it's, a, it's a bit odd. It's um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's an odd thing. Like Armas hasn't complete, you know, hasn't officially said this is the roster that's at camp just yeah, There's players that are here and you can, you know, some of them put it on Instagram that they were arriving or on Twitter. So, you, you know, like some of the core guys, but everyone else, you know, it's just, it's sort of very, very nebulous right now, which is kind of interesting. Um, 
and there was a post training presser because they just i guess they trained this morning um very enthusiastic according to all reports i.e michael bradley um on a scale of one to ten it was a 25 uh so over the top that is a very michael bradley monotone quote <laughs> i know on a scale of one to ten it was 25. a 25. um yeah it's 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 you know, the pressers are up available on uh, TFC's website, which is, you know, an interview with Michael Bradley and an interview with Chris Armas talking about first day of training. Again, what um, it's like, uh, Chris Armas talking about what it's like to play with uh, to coach Michael Bradley. Yes, that's it's, it's the whole like 22 minutes. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. Um, but the uh, so it's good that it's back. I think, you know, there was you know, a couple of people questioning, you know, well, who's there and who's not there? Like who's, who's missing? And Josie's one of the ones who's not actually at the BTG, um, but presumably has traveled to Toronto, but who knows? Who knows who's not here? We don't know. I can think of like six players that I know were there and that's about it. Everybody else, I'm like, they could be there. They might not be. I don't know. They don't all put all their lives on social media. Maybe some people aren't putting their locations on social media right now who knows but it is a bit weird to have like zero idea as to who's in the camp it's like oh. I mean, so Josie apparently you know apparently told Chris Amos that uh, he texted Chris Amos saying he can't wait to do the pressing for me so you know, Josie's uh, enthusiastic and ready to go apparently wow oh, <laughs> I think if you check the, the VAR, I got that in there before you. Um, it was close though, wasn't it? Um, yeah, it was so, close, yeah. But yeah. check those lines. We're going to stop the tape those and check lines, the lines. Yeah. Probably got like, oh. a, like, like a, a shoelace over the line on yeah. it. Yeah. Probably. You're probably right. Um, anyway, so very enthusiastic, you know, blah, blah, blah. Chris is really prepared and the staff is really prepared and we were all really surprised at the energy and all those good things. One thing that Bradley did say was talking about last season and um, no longer wanting people to talk about, you know, oh, we feel bad for you or that they should feel sorry for themselves for the conditions that they had to play in. To just like, you know, like put it past them. It's not something that they want to use as an excuse, you know, so he's saying all the right words, but at least the right words are being said, I guess. Um, so you're talking about uh, Eric Savaleta, Mark. Uh-huh. So <laughs> he and Justin Morrow, yay, Justin Morrow, um, are at training camp. Said one podcaster. The word, the word, the word on the street, the word on the tweets is that uh, they're both coming back. Well, that street oh, yeah. sucks. <laughs> That's a shitty street. Nobody should ever live or drive on it. The potholes are huge. Like, like I mean, anybody could just, you know, dribble around them, but they don't move like a pothole and they're massive. You can't get rid of them. What terrible street would do this to us, Kristen? Which one? Name it. <laughs> I hear it was called Bottle. That, that. No. Nope. No, yeah. Look, look. That's aside from you know, Kristen 
for providing Kristen podcast fodder for at least another season. It also still means Eric Zavaleta is still sticking around, and that saddens me. We call that podcast fodder now? I mean, it used to be good content, but like it's just immoral, <laughs> and it's just been it's, it's it's a slide. We can all see the slide. Even Kristen can't deny the slope downward, but um, but anyway. much slower than you lot would think. So there is it slower than Eric Zavaleta on defense because <laughs> that's pretty slow. Yeah, well, she, she, she does. I don't think he's coming. She does back. sing Dreamweaver a lot when he when he's on. So. <laughs> Yeah, I wish I could believe he would get us through the night, but he won't. <laughs> um, anyway, so the, the rumors are that they are both uh, both back. I even saw a tweet indicating that they've actually already signed contracts. The team just hasn't announced it yet. Trying to add on that fifth option year onto Zavaletas? Yeah, pretty much. Nice. Uh, so we'll just we'll just mm. wait and see. We'll just wait and see. But um, probably the big news today, other than the fact that the training camp had opened and so on and so forth, is that uh, the team formally announced Chris Armis's coaching staff for this season. Uh, apparently, they've already they've they've been there for a while. They joined him already, but they just they hadn't made the formal uh, introductions as of yet. So we have uh, uh, Javier Perez. Ian Russell, Ewan Sharp, and the returning fan favorite, Mr. John Conway. Um, <laughs> and we'd already talked about Conway, and we knew he was, we were pretty sure he was staying. So it's official now. He's back as the uh, goalkeeper coach. Um, the other three coaches all have uh, differing levels of MLS and other experience. Um, so... Javier Perez uh, was uh, most recently an assistant with the Pizza Rats for the last four years. That's the wrong New York team. I know. It was very confusing. Um, he's worked in the U.S. soccer program uh, with their youth teams um, for a number of years and um, was also um, at Real Madrid. Oh, oh, I know. Like how I saved that from the like how I saved that to the end. Um, can, can, can we hold the, the podcast while I go get a Victorian fan? <laughs> <laughs> this this press release says he spent six years at Real Madrid as a head coach. Tony, just oh wait, my, wait wait there. Duncan and I will be there to catch you in dramatic fashion as you fall. Yes. Okay, but the back of my hand is already on my forehead. <laughs> Um, he was he he coached the 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 youth teams in the oh. in development in oh. their at their development center, um, oh. and he holds he's got his UEFA Pro license, his UEFA A license, and sorry, this isn't just Javier Perez. This is Doctor Perez. He has <gasps> a PhD in sports science. Oh, well, so there from that the Universidad de Leon, ooh, Lion University. Mm. Sounds so like he, a correspondence yeah, school. Like best buddies. Yeah. Um, and then, and, and then, Ian Russell, longtime MLS player. So he's here's your former MLS player and assistant coach. Um, he has well, was Daryl last... Russell not available? Well, apparently not. Voice <laughs> Men fandom. So, um, that's who liked Voice Men, right? Was Daryl Russell? Yes. Sure. Um, <laughs> Let's go with that. Yep. Yeah. 
trying to remember that those bizarre interviews that they used to do. I'm pretty sure Dale Motown, Russell. Motown, Philly Norwich. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he was uh, the coach for uh, USL team uh, Reno 1868 the last four years. Uh, they won the, he was coach of the year in 2020. They won the USL Sporter Shield. And then of course his team folded, but up until then things were going well. He'd spent eight years with the Quakes um, as a, as a supporter, as a, an assistant coach. And um, anyways, he's been with- and San Jose were an absolute MLS power for those eight years, mm-hmm. weren't they? Hey. Wow. I wonder if he has Darren Huckabee's number. And then here <laughs> <we go. laughs> here's our energy drinks connection, Mr. Ewan Sharp. Um, oh, thank God. I know. I was getting worried, too. I was like, there's got to be one here somewhere. Uh, he has spent the last four seasons as a performance analyst mm. with Red Bulls, working closely with the coaching staff, and played an important role in opposition scouting and match planning. And Isn't that what we are? I thought so. like, yes. we probably do it for less um i'm not saying we give the right analysis but we analyze <laughs> we performance analysis. also has uh been the was the director of performance analysis for northwestern Ooh. and uh yeah so there you go and then of course in addition and he gets like the smallest little paragraph in addition armis has retained goalkeeper coach john conway Conway enters his eighth season Toronto FC. He originally joined the first team on August 31st, 2014, after spending the previous two seasons as goalkeeper head coach with the Toronto FC Academy. So Conway is Conway's getting up there for time served with uh, with the team. Oh, he's the new um, he's Jim the- Brennan, Jason Bent. Right. So yeah, there's your really exciting um super diverse coaching staff um that you know i has i've i've seen that mentioned a few places already so but catch the taste catch the taste javier sounds kind of diverse dr javier to you dr sorry dr p Hey, there's only one Dr. J. I'm not calling him that, so. Fair. But Dr. P, that's a drop. Fine, Dr. Perez then. Jesus. All right. One last thing for TFC Talk before we uh, leave the show, and that is DP Rumors. (gasps) We're all talking about this Bore guy. Is it Zavaleta? Are they making Zavaleta DP? They totally (laughs) are. Um... So, you know, this, and this has come up before, this is not a new rumor. And I think the only reason this is cycled back again is one, he wasn't in the 11 for his team today, yesterday, I don't know which day they played, but also um, uh, Christian Jack did a, an Instagram live thing last week, uh, just, you know, talking about lots of things and people were asking him, well, what do you know? What do you know about, you know, the potential DPs for, for TFC? And he's all, all he would say was, it won't be a name that surprises anybody. It won't be an unknown name. And so. God, I wish we had Christian Jack to ask him a question. I know. I know. Wouldn't it be amazing to pick his brain and just ask him stuff? Oh, the dream. But so remember way back in 2013 when Ryan Nelson was in charge 
you know, and he just come off of QPR and Junior Hoylet came to train at TFC facilities. Wow, the rumors are back. Junior Hoylet as DP for Toronto FC. And I think we've talked about this before, but now that it's entered the realm of the current rumor mill, thoughts? Uh, some, would say, some would say seven years older. <laughs> Others would say seven years older. older. <laughs> mature, like, mm, that's just I, the, the first thing I have is yeah, I imagine there are definitely some TFC fans who'd be like, Who at Junior Hoylet? I, you know, I wouldn't be calling him a, a household name by any means, yeah, no, fair. Uh, you say, So, you know, everyone knows who this guy is. All right, you, you're talking, you know, Lionel Messi or something, Junior Hoylet, like, nah, plenty of people would be underwhelmed and confused by that, I think. All Duncan right. Fletcher hates households in Cardiff. Duncan <laughs> Fletcher, I'm impressed. It's true. Yeah, I'm not saying I'm going to, well, I, I'm kind of, well, maybe not. Who knows? It'll be, it'll be okay. I, I'm back and forth. It's, it's not a uh, Javinko level DP, but I think, you know, TFC has shown it's clearly out of that market now. So within the market they appear to be in, this could work. Yeah, I, I will say that um, maybe the I don't even I wouldn't even call it hyperbole of saying oh it's a it's a name everyone would recognize. Um, I don't think my I don't think my mom's uh, reads Christian Jack. Um, sorry to both my mom and to Christian Jack. Um, but like <laughs> like whose target audience is right? Who there's nobody nobody stumbled into that Instagram Q and A fest. It's like, I don't know anything about anything, but uh, Toronto's going to sign a player I've heard of. It could only be Lionel Messi. Like, no, that's not <laughs> happening. Um, so, like, yeah, I, 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 I took it I took it as somebody that I would recognize. I don't really care if half of the season's ticket holders know who he is. I know who he is. So, um, yeah, that's fine. I mean, he seems to be about the right um, – scale i guess of player that would be a dp uh who would come back to canada who would like he che- the whole situation checks a lot of boxes that makes tons of sense you know he, he comes home good payday um it could go it can't like i'm fine i'm fine i think i sniffles Dusty. He's okay, but another team just appeared in Barry. <laughs> <laughs> Barry Town. Um, <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, yeah. So, uh, why not? Why not? I mean, we have the nice part about this situation. I feel is that we arguably, arguably have decent forwards. So if he turns out to be good then holy shit we did well if he turns well, to, to be a mediocre it's, players, right? it's a it's a it's you know you're taking your chances whatever um i don't know if this is necessarily the position we need to fill in a designated player slot but where else are you gonna what else are you gonna well, do actually sorry as a team winger team. sure as a winger yes we it's could winger, absolutely yeah. use him sorry I, for some reason i kept thinking forward forward yeah as a winger Sure, this is actually it, it aligns to 
it's actually a gap need. that we need to fill. So sure, let it. Let, yeah, let's ha- let's let it happen. Yeah, it seems that seems like makes sense. I don't think it's gonna light anyone on fire. No, um, I don't think it'll be like, oh my god, Junior Hoyland's playing here. Like, yeah, not quite you would, what? You would you wouldn't think he'd be like of the high end of DP salaries. You would. No, he'd be a lower lower end DP. Um, you know, there's always that kind of fear of the, you know the coming home kind of thing, and that sometimes often doesn't work out. But it's never feel like he was super connected with the local scene or, or like the Canadian scene all that much anyway, you know, prior well, you to his... think So he's, it took him, you know, he only started, it took him a while to play for Canada, right? Like he, yeah, yeah. He took... uh, you could say that. A little yes, bit. That's very you diplomatic. <laughs> it's taken me a while too. <laughs> True, but you haven't closed the door, Tony, to be fair. True. Duncan, on the other hand, has been pretty rigid. Yeah. But, since, since they, a, how many times have they not called me up? I'm done with it now. <laughs> yeah. I've been available all these times, and you're know, fucking John Herdman, mm-hmm. uh, Doc Cock, Zambrano. You know, all the way back to fucking, all the way back to, well, no, I would say Holger Oshek. I wasn't a citizen back in those days. But yes, Stephen Hurd, many others just ignoring me. So, fuck yeah. it, I'm done with Canada. They've had their chances. Fair. We're uh, waiting to uh, be capped by British virgins. Yes, <laughs> but I will say that now that he once he once he agreed to finally, uh, you know, a- accept a call up from the from from Canada that he's been he's been he's been pretty much a mainstay on the squad and has especially in the last year or so vastly improved when playing for Canada. Um, yeah. You know, the last Gold Cup he was excellent um or you know just i i've i've seen a lot more from him recently than when he first joined decided to join canada um so i think you know maybe there's a there's a maturing process there um consistency in playing for for cardiff like some say of- he was a junior junior hoylet now he's a senior hoylet. now he's a senior hoylet oh uh. Oh, yeah, so that's the that's the rumor du jour, or the potential rumor du jour. I just, I sort of, I I like the thought of of him being here. Not again, not as a big splashy DP, but as someone that, yeah, you know, you give him some money, and uh, and you know, he's not he's not super young, but he's thirty, right? So he's right in that in that middle ground. So, but uh, could be could be interesting. Could be rabbit. All right. Well, hopefully we'll find out more about that soon. Who knows? But that that is our show for this week. I know, mm-hmm. I know. Um, I, you can. Um, yes. I, 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 we're not going to address the Thierry Henry rumors. Oh my I feel god, like that's we right. should. I totally forgot. I feel like we should. Oh my god, I, Duncan. First, I apologize. Sorry, you. and we did need to add another ten minutes to the show. So let's Thank talk you. about it. Because, <laughs> because uh, according to my my rough estimate, and you know, once right, like editing and all this, uh, yeah, we are so running short. So now we've got a good half hour <laughs> on Carry On Re. Kristen, go. <laughs> so the 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 best rumor of all was circulating today, and that is that Carry On Re. Back of the fridge was being interviewed <laughs> not, not, not just that they were not that he was just on their list but that he'd actually like agreed to meet with 
Bournemouth to take over their vacant head coaching <laughs> position. And this is <laughs> weeks away from MLS preseason starting. So this might be just the best thing ever. Oh my God, it's so good. It's so good. In a year, they've gone, they've gone from Eddie Howe to how, how does this guy keep getting job offers? Yeah. My, 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 I, I understand that there there seems to be a rumor floating about from uh, out of Argentina that his potential that they're in talks. Who knows how true this is? That uh, uh, Montreal is in talks with a certain Gabriel Batistuta to take over the reins of Montreal. What? Oh, oh no! Don't let that happen. No. no, 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 no. Here, okay. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't. Okay, this is this is. I don't know what source it came out of Argentina, but this came out of Argentina, not not locally. But anyway, um, regardless of whether that's true or not, I do quietly love the fact that that I would never expect Montreal or sorry uh, MLS to be a league where one of its owners is going to use it as his fantasy football all time play <laughs> and hire all really the players wanna. he fucking loved just for like why not and then like justify it in the press and everything. It's like. Oh, but look at this. Look at that. Just so he can say like, yeah, Thierry Henry, he sat in that chair. I got his autograph. Side shirt, and now he's, coll- he's collecting them all. And, but Ooh. also if there's any club in all of MLS where an owner's going to do that, it's goddamn Joey cheeses. He's going to be the one that does exactly this. So I love that, his, that their human resources department is a 1990 Panini sticker album. Oh my God. Oh my God. Is, big is, name italian is, connection it, it makes yeah. sense yeah i the, it's just there's just so Where's much Ravinelli? he's not out curing cancer what? <laughs> <laughs> don't rule it out i would also also who doesn't who doesn't have time for Ravinelli? i would have all the time for him i don't, I don't want him to go to montreal i don't even know if he, I don't even know if he, he would has a badge, let alone badges, to become a <laughs> and if he's coach. And if he's doing anything, that. it's about about going prematurely gray for sure. Uh, well, I mean, sure. Like Del Piero's got to be next in line. Like there's just oh for sure. I yeah. I, 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 I right there. I, I they, as they much as had an Italian yet, have they? I don't think as so. Much, as a coach, they've had a lot of yeah. old Italian DPs. Yeah, no, as no, a, as, a as a manager, gaffers, yeah. Like yeah. France French gaffers. But anyway, um, I, 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 there's, there's just as much as I would like to see the Thierry Henry circus stick around a little bit longer. Um, this is a really good alternative storyline. You know, yeah. This is fantastic. A, a fantastic other timeline that we all get to explore in real time in front of us. Mm. And I'm not even saying I, that from like, oh, you know, you know, fuck Montreal point of view. It's all right. Like, it's just the, they're a circus and this just brings in new elephants. Yeah. And I'm all for it. Uh, I'm all for yes. it. We need more There's teams. lots of great levels. Like, I, yes. Like, there are teams I'd rather be the clown show, but they're closest. So that's good too. But seriously, this guy's a hell of a snake oil salesman. Yeah. Like, like he like the, the the jobs he's offered, based on what? 
Uh, was that a cool Nike advert? Yeah, I think it's based. I'm pretty sure it's all based on that meme of his, like you know, him trying not to laugh. That's pretty much. Oh, it's Yeri. Oh, oh, yeah. Let's get that guy. Yeah, but who looks cool? The best part. The best. The best part about this, though, is if he goes to Bournemouth, it's just a train ride away for when Mikel Arteta gets fired, and then (laughs) Chef's kiss. (laughs) Hundred percent. Hundred percent, yes, that makes sense now. <laughs> but yeah, it's ridiculous. It's like, hey, well, what's he done to get the Montreal job? But okay, I guess you know, it's MLS. And then had a mediocre fucking season in MLS, and all of a sudden now he's getting get a job at like some team that's challenging for promotion to the Premier League, and presumably thinks of itself as a as a Premier League team that in waiting. Like really, I how why. I, it's hilarious. Um, also, very excited for you know all the players that uh, uh, you know. Everyone's going to want to sign for Thierry Henry and play for Thierry Henry. They're going to be a bit disappointed now. So, I mean, yeah. there's just so many ways. But well, you know, obviously, if if they get Batty Coach in, then you know that'll presumably uh, be just oh. as exciting for all those players. Batty Coach. Batty Coach. Oh yeah, yeah. It's uh, yeah, it's fantastic. Oh, I mean, I, there's only like what, like five more options left before Joey is the coach himself, right? <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm he's, that didn't happen like ten years ago. Yeah, he he is so going to be interim coach for about six months. Yeah, hire somebody, fire them, become interim coach for another eight months. Weirdly enough, gets him to the playoffs, bombed out first game. <laughs> but it's like it, the the problem is he's gonna have a motor like or he's gonna he's gonna win like V Cup. He's gonna win yeah. the Voyager's Cup and it's just gonna be like fuck now he's got honors. Like <laughs> you can't <laughs> cannot get rid of him in any way, shape, or form because he's like, Well, I won trophies. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> what a circus. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I love it. So just like a couple of things on Twitter. I mean, a lot of people have been making jokes, but to go with some of the, the most serious tweets that are still very amusing, um, to Christian Jack, regarding the strong rumors of Thierry Henry to Bournemouth, I can tell you nothing official has been done at Montreal Impact yet. Uh, players haven't been told anything either. WhatsApp chat groups amongst them are, of course, busy with wonder developing story which you know i just uh, love the idea that uh, all the uh, players are like what the fuck's going on yeah that's mm-hmm. what i'm imagining like uh mm-hmm. dude have you heard anything what about you no what the hell yeah and i, I can tell- imagine victor victor wanyama and his is just a, an airplane taking off and cherries <laughs> the next emoji <laughs> <laughs> and to taylor twelman Adding to this, about five days ago, his name was brought to the attention of Bournemouth. The snowball has gained momentum every single hour of the day since then. Where there's smoke, there's fire. I, what, five days ago, Bournemouth didn't know who Thierry Henry was? I, yeah, hmm? they just found out. And, and, then, and they, looked at, they didn't know he's ever played football, but they looked at his CV as a manager, and they're like, whoa, let's ditch our wagon. Yes. Uh, fantastic. Yeah. God, can you imagine? Oh, yes. Some stage school. A Montreal source just told me that nothing seems official yet, but they wouldn't be at all surprised if one <laughs> ends up at Bournemouth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Amazing. Fun. So they've essentially given up, and yeah, it seems like it's actually going to happen. Just giving Fantastic. In, yeah. 
just fine. Just take him. I just I just needed to come out that somehow they're gonna pass the buck on the new badge on to Thierry Henry. <laughs> just to justify all of this, like, well, he he ruined our good name and branding. It's like you think that's what it was? <laughs> yeah. this, this was all his idea. So now, now he's gone. We're going to go back to the impact. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet he, I bet he had a five year plan and everything too, right? Mm. Huh? Terry on Terry on the final Montreal Impact manager. <laughs> <laughs> Je me souviens. (laughs) (laughs) And now, a word from our sponsors. This segment is brought to you by Mike Whaley. Available now on VHS, Beta, and Laserdisc at all Blockbuster video locations. When the world needed a hero. Mike Whaley! God bless that guy. Seriously. Seriously, like, I I got chills. Just, just, you know, wow. Mm. All right. I hear they're in production for Mike Whaley too. <gasps> yep. A good day to Mike Hard. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if they've got a title for it yet, but I'm excited. I'm excited. They, it's actually going for, uh, it's like switching up genres, going for a rom com. So the, 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 uh, Prince of Whaley or something like, something along those lines. Oh. It's a work in progress. Right itself. <laughs> mm. oh, amazing. All right. Well, that is our show for this week, right? Yes. So please join us next week for a little bit of a different show. As we have a special guest joining us. That's right. Special guest time. Uh, Late of TSN. Woody Show co-host. And Formation Geek. That's right. Christian Jack. Well. Minority podcast. So we'll be discussing the soccer media landscape in Canada, Christian's time in broadcasting, uh, check in on the women's team, talk some CanPL, and whatever else happens to come up in this conversation. So we're looking forward to having a really good combo with KJ. Uh, so make sure that you check that out. He doesn't even, know what, he, he doesn't even know what he's like, getting himself into. I love it. No, he really doesn't. Full marks to the guy. But... He thinks yeah. we're a call center. Probably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he could get a break on his insurance. <laughs> Welcome to Vocal Minority Podcast. In English, press one. En français, de pratique deux. You selected English. <laughs> For Brummy, press no. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we are We are very much looking forward to it. We, we appreciate him... Uh, uh, coming on, even though yes, I'm I'm quite sure he doesn't know what he's getting himself into, but that's okay. We'll be nice, sort of. Ish. Uh, Quick, Mark, de- delete the last 300 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I have a kill. Except the, Bill, except, the, except the Bill Manning one. That one was good. I I, I have a kill switch. It's fine. <laughs> and, and and maybe the David Monsalvi one. That was good too. So. <laughs> yes, just keep the special guest episode. We've done nothing else. Oh, oh, yeah. the Oscar clips. Yeah, the first, the first like twenty maybe when, when we actually did analysis. I, I well, we are we are renowned performance and analysts, so true. It's true. This is true. All right, but yes, Christian Jack next week, all episode. It's going to be great. Um, I have been joined by the entire Vocal Minority Podcast panel out there and the Twitterverse at Duncan D Fletcher, Mr. Duncan Fletcher. 
Um, yeah, Jude, Bournemouth are after me as well. I think, you know, they'll, they'll go for anyone. So I'm thinking of going. So sorry, guys. Oh, man. Mm, that's fair. Right before our big show? Yeah. Yeah. The way this is. Oh, fine. Uh, out there on the tweet machine at Malarkey FC, Mr. Tony Walsh. Barcelona, Turin, <gasps> Monaco, New York, Montreal, <gasps> Bournemouth. Oh. <laughs> well, I to be, places that were interested in him, and I was starting to get very concerned. So, to be fair, you know yeah. he's not going to be living in Bournemouth, is he? He's going to move. He's going to move back to London and commute to Bournemouth. Yeah, right, right outside Arsenal Stadium, just for for when he gets the text. <laughs> sure. To be yes. fair, that is also the know, worst right now, tour T-shirt I've ever read on the back. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Travel expenses have got to be ridiculous for that tour. Like, mm-hmm. Come on, plan it better. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the tweets at KitNerdMark with a K, not a Q, Mr. Mark Hinckley. Thank you to all of our Patreon supporters, including our special sponsors today. Uh, we also have merch. We have good merch. Some say adequate merch. You can find that. On, you can find that link on our website, uh, our, our little Zazzle shop. And uh, I don't know if I'm going to have enough dumb questions, but I'm going to try for, to, for next week. You're, you'll, you'll be fine. I have faith in you. I can fake it, I guess. You can You're do a it. journalist, damn it. No, I'm not. <laughs> I am media with the biggest air quotes around that word you can imagine. You went to podcast journalism school at the University of Phoenix. Now stand up. Um, as for me, you can find me on the internet, yes, the entire internet at KZ Knowles. I have been your host, Kristen Knowles, and until next week, Canada, get used to it. Okay, here we go. Star Trek and dub version. Okay, yeah, here, yeah, let's let's play it. All right, it's here we go. Bad. and it takes forever to kick in. By the way, takes forever. Yeah, I'm at fucking 17 seconds, and I. Oh, got I know. Going. No, it's like I think it's at like 30 seconds before anything actually occurs. It's right, really. Or when you go to see Laser Star Trekking. Oh, it's bad. It's just bad. That is supposed to be bad, like dub reggae, it's isn't it? Fucking it's awful. So bad. Like, like this is as far as I got. I turned it off. I was like, I'm not listening to this. This is shit. I'm not doing this to myself. If this, were, if this were a Jeopardy question, okay, <laughs> the answer is. Mark, what is the point? That is correct. <laughs> <laughs>
på din bas. I'll take Ruin Songs for 800. <laughs> What is anything by Limp Bizkit? I'll take Ruin Songs for some. <laughs> now, now it's arbitrary dollar values. <laughs> All right, so make sure I delete the dub version from this fucking playlist. <laughs>